Physics of the Human Body. These are podcasts from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. Hello, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. I'm also a member of the faculty at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Welcome to our Physics of the Human Body uh, series. We're talking about x-rays today. And the date was uh, November 8th, 1895. Uh, over in Germany, uh, German physicist Wilhelm Conrad Röntgen was experimenting uh, with an electric discharge in a vacuum tube when he noticed that he made sparks in the tube, a fluorescent screen on the other end of the laboratory table glowed slightly. What he determined was that invisible emissions of energy were being produced inside the tube. It was crossing the room and striking the screen, which produced the faint glimmer. In order to track the progress of the energy emissions, <clears throat> Röntgen placed cards in between the tube and the screen. Nevertheless, the screen continued to glow regardless if the cards were there or not. This meant that the energy emissions were able to pass cleanly through them. He then tried to block the emissions with thin pieces of copper and aluminum. This proved to be just as ineffective as they were as transparent as the cards had been. He then began to place a block of lead right in front of the screen, but dropped in surprise as he saw the dark skeletal patterns of bones in his hands as they moved across his across the face of the screen. Still doubting what he saw, he took out photographic film for a permanent record. Six weeks later, on the Sunday before Christmas in 1895, he invited his wife Bertha into the laboratory and took a shadow graph of the bones of her hand with her wedding ring clearly visible. This photograph has become one of the most famous images in the photographic and medical history and propelled him within weeks into international celebrity. The medical implications of his discovery were immediately realized <clears throat> and the first images of fractured bones were being made by January 1896. Nevertheless, no one yet knew what these mis uh, mysterious uh, energy emissions actually were. X-rays, well, uh, are basically the same thing as visible light rays. Both are wave-like forms of electromagnetic energy carried by particles that are called photons. The difference between X-rays and visible light rays, however, <clears throat> is the energy level of the individual photons. This is also expressed as the wavelength of the rays. Our eyes are sensitive to the particular wavelength of visible light, but not to shorter wavelengths of higher energy uh, rays, including X-rays, or the longer wavelengths of the lower energy radio waves. A high-frequency X-ray photon carries enough energy that can break many atomic bonds and even rip molecules apart. The molecular damage caused by X-rays takes time to kill cells. That's why X-ray burns involve little heat and appear long after the exposure. A photon is a tiny packet of energy and always comes in wavelengths. These wavelengths differ from gamma rays to radio waves, but are the building blocks of light and X-rays. X-rays are made in interesting ways. Visible light photons and X-ray photons are produced by the movement of electrons within atoms. Electrons occupy different energy levels, or sometimes called orbitals, 
that happen around the atom's nucleus. Uh, this is a model which can easily be visualized in someone's mind. When an electron drops to a lower orbital, it releases energy in the form of a photon. The energy level of the photon depends upon how far the electron drops between orbitals, meaning either high or low energy photons can be produced. When a photon collides with another atom, the atom may absorb the photon's energy by boosting an electron to a higher level. Bremsstrahlung is a German word that means breaking radiation. I uh, am not pronouncing it probably like uh, it is pronounced in uh, German. But Bremsstrahlung is an important word. Uh, it occurs whenever a charged particle breaks, meaning slows down. This process occurs in an atom when a fast-moving electron emitted from an outside source arcs around a massive nucleus and curves so abruptly that it emits an X-ray photon. How close an electron arcs around the nucleus determines the amount of energy that is emitted in the X-ray photon. The closer an electron comes to the nucleus, the more it accelerates and the more energy it emits. The farther it is, the less it accelerates and the less energy it emits in that case. That being said, it is more common that an electron arcs further from the nucleus than closer. This means Bremsstrahlung is more likely to produce lower energy X-ray photons than ones of higher energy. The energy is measured in a unit called the electron volt. <clears throat> this is a unit of energy which, um, when discussing the energy of small particles, becomes more useful. Uh, normally they talk about joules, but of these small particles, the electron volt is more useful. It is the energy that an electron gains when it travels through a potential, a battery or some a power source of one volt. So when you start studying uh, energy from, uh, that are in, in X-rays or other photons, the unit electron volt is going to be used rather than units that you have probably been more uh, used to. Another way of forming uh, X-rays and a more useful way is what's called uh, characteristic X-ray production. Some people call it um, fluorescence. And the word characteristic means it is uh, easily predictable about how many electron volts are going to be produced. In this case, a fast-moving electron, uh, and not uh, so an electron has to be accelerated to get it going really fast, from an outside source will collide with an inner orbital electron in a large atom and knock it completely out of the atom. This collision leaves the atom with a vacant inner orbital that needs to be filled. An electron in an outer orbital fills this vacancy by dropping down to fill it and in this process releases an enormous amount of energy. This energy emerges from the atom as an X-ray photon. Because this photon has an energy that's determined by the structure of the atom, it is called characteristics X-ray <clears throat> and is usually uh, higher in energy than the Bremsstrahlung X-rays. In a uh, typical X-ray tube, electrons are emitted <clears throat> on one end by a hot cathode that has a lot of electrons, and it accelerates through a vacuum towards a positively charged metal anode. The anode is usually made of tungsten or often a material called molybdenum. The anode is spun rapidly to keep it from melting. 
Uh, and if someone gets an x-ray, often you hear that spinning if they're using a tungsten anode. Uh, the energy of electrons as they hit the anode is determined by the voltage difference of the power source. In a medical x-ray machine, the typical difference is about 87,000 volts, <clears throat> meaning each electron has about 87,000 electron volts of energy. When the electrons collide with an atom of tungsten or molybdenum, they will emit both bremsstrahlung and characteristic x-rays. Uh, usually then, the bremsstrahlung will be uh, filtered out uh, so that it doesn't, uh, so that the characteristic x-rays predominate and you have a better uh, chance of treating or uh, imaging with these higher energies. So, um, uh, x-rays uh, have two important uses in medicine. The, the first one is one that most uh, commonly know is, is for uh, imaging. The second one is for radiation therapy, that is for treating uh, cancers and other uh, medical problems. In x-ray imaging, x-rays are sent through a patient's body to a sheet of film or an x-ray detector. While some of the x-rays manage to pass through tissue, most of them are blocked by bone. This means that the patient's bones form a shadow image on the detector behind them. <clears throat> in x-ray uh, radiation therapy, the x-rays, again, are sent through a patient's body, but now the, inter the interaction with diseased tissue is what is important. The x-rays deposit some of their energy in this tissue and, and can uh, kill it, for lack of a better word. X-ray photons interact with tissue and bone through four major processes. Elect elast uh, the first is called elastic scattering. The second is called the photoelectric effect. Uh, the third is called Compton scattering, and the last is the very interesting electron-positron pair production. The first that we mentioned is called elastic scattering. Uh, it is uh, already familiar to most people because it is the cause of blue sky in the atmosphere uh, as, uh, as photons are scattered uh, around creating this blue color. In the body, however, an atom acts like an antenna for the passing x-ray letting it pass through without extracting any of its energy. Because this process has almost no effect on the atom, elastic scattering isn't important in radiation therapy. However, it's a real nuisance in x-ray imaging because it produces a hazy background because some of the x-rays passing through a patient bounce around like pinballs and arrive at the film at odd angles, and that blurs the image. To eliminate these uh, bouncing x-ray photons, X-ray machines use filters that block X-rays that don't approach the film from the direction of the X-ray source. The second way that X-ray photons interact in the body is the all-important photoelectric effect, which is what Albert Einstein won the Nobel Prize for. The photoelectric effect is when light shines on a metal surface and emits electrons. Very simply put, this is what makes X-ray imaging possible. In this effect, a photon lands on a material, causing an electron of the material to absorb the photon's energy. The electron now has an excess of energy and is tossed completely out of the atom. Large amounts, such as bone, are likely to absorb this uh, energy uh, passing x-rays, while small atoms, such as carbon and hydrogen, are likely to let the x-ray photons pass through. That's why bones cast very well-defined shadow on x-ray film while tissues 
shadows are much less sharp. Compton scattering is the third way that x-rays interact with the body, as we stated. This is where uh, x-rays are used to kill cancer, but they are not the same type of x-rays used for medical imaging. Even though tissue absorbs fewer imaging photons than bone, most imaging photons are absorbed before they can pass through the thick tissue. For example, about uh, uh, 10% of imaging photons make it through a patient's leg, uh, even when missing the bone. While that percentage is good enough for making an image, it won't do for radiation therapy because most imaging x-rays would be absorbed long before they reached a deep tumor. Instead of killing the tumor, uh, intense x X-ray, uh, intense exposure to x-rays used for imaging would kill uh, tissue near the patient's skin. In order to attack a malignant tissue deep beneath the skin, radiation therapy uses extremely high photons. Uh, at photon energies near 1 million electron volts instead of 87,000 electron volts. At 1 million electron volts, the photoelectric effect becomes rare and the photons are much more likely to reach a tumor deep in uh, the body. Like the photoelectric effect, photons still deposit lethal energy in the tissue and the tumor, but they do this through a new effect called the Compton scattering. This occurs when an X-ray photon collides with a single electron so that the two particles bounce off one another. The X-ray photon ricochets off the electron while at the same time knocking the electron out of the atom. This process is different from the photoelectric effect because in Compton scattering, the photon is bounced rather than absorbed uh, as it is in the photoelectric effect. The physics behind this resembles that of two billiard balls colliding. Compton scattering is crucial to radiation therapy. When a patient is, is exposed to one uh, million electron volt photons, most of the uh, photons pass through them, but a small fraction undergoes Compton scattering and leaves some of the energy behind. It is this energy that is left behind that kills cancer tissue and can be used to destroy a tumor. By approaching and attacking a tumor from many different angles, the treatment can minimize the injury to the healthy tissue around the tumor while giving the tumor itself a fatal dose of radiation. There are many uh, techniques for this. One is called the gamma knife, and this is becoming a very effective way to treat tumors deep inside a body. The last way that uh, x-rays interact in the body is the electron-positron pair production, often called twin pair production. This is also used to treat and kill cancer. X-rays with slightly more than 1,022,000 electron volts can cause what is called the electron-positron pair production. A positron is the antimatter equivalent of an electron. Almost every particle in nature <clears throat> has an antiparticle with the same mass but with opposite characteristic. Uh, this is the symmetry of the universe. A positron has the same mass as an electron but is positively charged. Antimatter doesn't occur naturally on Earth but it can be created in high-energy collisions. When an energetic photon collides with the electric field of an atom, the photon becomes uh, be, uh, an, ele uh, an electron and also an antimatter positron. This event is an, an example of energy becoming matter, according to Einstein's equation E equals mc squared. 
Uh, C squared is just an insanely large number, so a little bit of uh, energy, a little bit of mass will create a lot of energy. And it takes about uh, 511,000 electron volts of energy to form an electron or a positron. So the photon must have at least 1,022,000 electron volts to create one of each. Any extra energy uh, goes into kinetic energy in the two particles. The, po uh, the positron doesn't last very long in a patient uh, as it quickly collides with an, an electron, and quickly means insanely quickly, and the two destroy uh, one another and annihilate each other, and their mass, again, becomes energy. In other words, in an electron-positron pair production, energy briefly becomes matter, and then it is turned back into energy, mostly in the form of heat. This very exotic process is present in high-energy radiation therapy and becomes quite significant at, as, at photon energies above uh, 10 million electron volts. Not surprisingly, it kills tumors very effectively, as well as some of the surrounding tissue, which has tried to be uh, uh, minimized. The use of x-rays, uh, and remember that high-energy x-rays are low-energy um, uh, uh, gamma rays. There's uh, no uh, difference between them. And so these very uh, short wavelength, high-energy photons uh, are used to uh, image the body as well as treat and kill cancers. This ends this podcast on uh, x-ray production and x-ray use in the body. And as always, we say thank you for listening.